This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So I'm on the board, and uh, waves are coming, and I shred that wave, I shred that wave. Yeah, I'm just going, you know, I'm yeah. doing like I do. And uh, Molly Sims runs up the beach, and she's like, hey, stop, stop it. And I didn't realize I was shredding the ocean so hard, I was killing the ocean. I shredded it. Sh- like you're killing sea life? Like no, creatures in the ocean? No, I was shredding up the ocean, which is like, I guess that's where it comes from. That like some guy did that actually in the beginning and we're all t- like trying to be like the guy who like shredded up the ocean. But now it's like, now there's a drought. Hmm. I wonder if I've ever done that. You don't know if you have or not? No, I mean, I know I've shredded. I mean, I know I've shredded pretty raw. Yeah. But I just don't know. I didn't even know you could kill the ocean. Yeah, you. I mean, I definitely have killed a shark with a big surf move, but not intentionally. I mean, Peta. It was an accident. Based on the way I was telling, I mean, you wouldn't, I guess, know if you were doing it or not because somebody had to run up the beach and tell me that I was killing the ocean. Mm. So it's true. Yes, you might not know if you did it or not, but you did know that you killed a shark. Well, I mean, not at the time that I was doing it, but mm-hmm. immediately afterwards, when there's all just shark pieces all over the beach. Mm-hmm. Didn't like, you also? How do you think that happened? Didn't you also have to cut up a shark uh, when you fell off the, the the wave runner when you were riding with Kieran Culkin, and you, uh, I think, you hugged him too hard? Or no, he he was driving too fast to get you to hug him. Look, if this is going to be some kind of witch hunt where I hate sharks or I'm going to try to eliminate all the sharks. Well, like, it's just this. Good luck because I've actually done a lot of good shark work. No, I, I'm not saying. Yes, I know I you have. I was consultant on Sharknado and I made sure that they were very kind to all of those creatures. It's just the second shark you've killed in, I think, our conversation leading <laughs> up to I do to a lot sh- of ocean sports. I imagine if you talk to Laird Hamilton or someone who does these kind of things and Kel- Kelly Slater, I mean... I almost call him Killy Slater because he could have killed so many sharks. Um, but yes, it's a it's unfortunate, it's an unfortunate side effect. But I'm king of the jungle. I mean, I am uh, you know I'm top of the uh, food pyramid above all the other food groups. You're at the top of the food pyramid. Yes, there's grains. You know, and there's a lot of those, and then there's sort yeah. of milk and dairy and stuff. And Does that mean they're supposed to protein? They're supposed to eat not as much of you. Only if you've eaten everything else. Yeah. You better eat everything else first and a little bit of sweets right at the tip you're allowed to have. That means they're supposed to eat a tiny bit of you every day. No, only if you've eaten everything else. If they've eaten everything else, each other part of the food pyramid, they can eat a tiny bit of you? Humanity is at the top of the food pyramid. You've heard this before. We're at the top of the food pyramid, you know, the exalted station, and it's just... Yeah, so if you finish everything else, which people rarely do, especially McDonald's and everything. Yeah. 
So yeah, no, I mean, conceivably, yes, people we would do each eat a little bit of human every day. People do waste a lot of food at McDonald's. Hey, hey welcome to Hollywood Handbook up. and Insider's Guide to Kicking Button Dropping Names of the Red Carpet Lineback Hallways of this industry we call showbiz. We want to talk about something we read. We're going to be talking about books a lot today. Mm. Uh, but there's a specific books and smart stuff. Yes, and there's a um, this show gets brainy sometimes, and it's not intentional that we're trying to alienate anyone, but it is just this is the sort of things we're actually thinking about. Yes, and we love to uh, go to the library and talk to some of the people there about ideas and like the books that they're reading and stuff. It's where all the smart people go. And there's a book that we checked out this week that has some really interesting ideas in it, and it's pretty new, but it combines two ideas. It's one of, we've talked about this before, it's one of these Mm smash-ups. And it's smashing together these two elements that is a big part of culture, freakiness and the economy. Yes. And together, that makes freakingnomics. And what this idea is... It's interesting. You know about traditional economics, which is numbers showing money, and and it's what banks use. But this is a little different because it's taking those the bank numbers and making them more just apply to human life. Yes, the kind of stuff that uh, Obama and company doesn't have time for, where they're yes. just doing numbers of. Just basically how much we owe to China. Yes. And, but this is like how much is, you know, uh, uh, how much is uh, the numbers of, you know, um, it's like if they're, I mean, it's not how much we owe to China, right? It's a different example. It's like um, how much, uh, well, I guess. If I was forced to come up with one off the top of my head of the kind of like free economy stuff that they're doing, um, it would be like uh, how much uh, names is there in a phone book? I think that is something they did. And so it is that is a good example of taking numbers and applying them to humans. That's almost a literal example of that. Uh, And you could actually do it. With movies as well. And we don't mean Moneyball. No. You can take the rules of Freakingnomics, which are just do strange tricks with numbers, and uh, and you can actually do that with in the, in the movie industry, and you can actually learn a lot of things that way. So Hayes and I sat down with Paul Krugman mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of our other economist friends, and we... We had to sit down. I will say we sat down with some of our economist friends, but we also had to sit down with a few freaks uh, yes. to be able to do this. Jesse Camp mm-hmm. was there. He's extremely freaky. Uh, DJ Qualls. Mm. Zippy the Pinhead. Zippy the Pinhead was there. Yes, he. yes. And we just came up with some interesting t- statistics. This is kind of fun side of the business that we're looking at and just some cool statistics. And you can use this when you're writing your movies to more effectively approach the marketplace. Did you, did you want to talk about one of the formulas we came up with? Yes. So did you know that in the past 50 years, Mm -hmm. 
And this and that's the big of the sample. Movies with chopping wood is usually louder than movies about judges. Yes. And wasn't that interesting? Because you don't think of just the chopping wood part of a movie as adding that much to the overall volume of a movie, but it's actually extremely loud. It adds a significant volume. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, chop wood, carry water, chop wood, carry water, and we say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And and what you don't realize is you could really lose your hearing if you take it literally. And I think one reason that this is the case is judges often in movies are saying, be quiet. And you're certainly not allowed to chop wood in there. And because of that, the sound in there is usually very, very quiet. It's usually sometimes just a fan. It's a fan and uh, one guy talking. Well, and this is why, if you look at the box office today, there's that movie, The Judge. Mm -hmm. And Robert Duvall, I think, chose to do that over maybe some of the Lumberjack movies he's been offered because he's an older gentleman and he can't be around that much noise. Now, you might think that a judge movie would be louder than a movie with chopping wood because the judge is holding something in his hand that makes a very loud noise. Yeah, it's a smasher. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a smasher hammer, and he's literally got a noisy plate to bang it on. And so why then would you think a movie with a judge where he's using a smasher hammer to bang a noisy plate, why would that movie be quieter than a movie with chopping wood? And like they say on Freakingnomics, don't blame us. We're just the number guys. It's the numbers fault. Yes. And now, Hayes, you had some numbers that you ran and some interesting statistics you came up with. And do you want to talk about one of the Freakingnomics statistics that yes. stuck out to you? I love to talk about that. So we looked at all movies of every movie and – we, we 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 concluded something interesting, and that's how big of sample. Yes, of, how of big, big of sample of, yes. was all movies with every movie. Mm-hmm. And if you look at movies and you take movies with a car, okay, mm. and you 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 take all those movies. I love this one. Those movies did better at the box office on average than because of Win Dixie, and. Going deeper into that, because of Winn-Dixie is the movie with the – it was the dog. It was a little dog that they found at the grocery store. Uh, a yellow dog. And it's a pretty – it was a reasonably successful – for its budget, it did okay. And so if you want to make a movie that did better than because of Winn-Dixie, all you have to do is put a car in it, and that's anywhere. This one shocked me because – I have known cars to be less popular with children than dogs. Yes. And I've seen it with my own eyes where I have, you know, uh, I have a couple very young girls now, very mm-hmm. young. Uh, Steffi just gave birth to a quadruplet. I mean, what's the four one? Quadruples? Is it? Is it just... Does it just become four? Four lits? Yeah. 
Anyway, we've got fourlets. And so I gave each one of them a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them I gave a car, and one of them I gave a dog. And the other two, I don't remember what I gave them. Mm-hmm. But damned if the one with the car didn't reach for that dog. And so wouldn't you think that... Based on human nature. Yes. I think what it might have something to do with a movie like Because of Winn-Dixie, sure, like kids are going to go because they like the dog. Because of... Because of Winn-Dixie? Yes. Yes. But the dogs are not allowed to go in. Yeah. And so you make a movie that is at least partly for dogs, sort of for kids and dogs. The dogs don't have any money. Yeah. And they're not allowed to go inside because they make a mess. You can't trust them. They'll make a big mess. You can't trust them. And they'll destroy the, the – there's going to be popcorn all over well, the God place. God forbid they get behind the concession stand. And they would run through the ticket man's legs. If you just let them in the door, it would be too late because they would run through the ticket man's legs. Mm-hmm. A- and that has an effect on B.O., well, and you and you do think, well, that title is so strong because of Winn-Dixie. Wouldn't people want to see it just to hear what the first part of that sentence or second part of that sentence is? Mm-hmm. But another interesting statistic we found mm. is that they didn't really care. Yes, that was a good segue to our third our third interesting statistic. Yes, people didn't want to know what the beginning or the end of that sentence was. And I think it was because they didn't put a dot, dot, dot on either end. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have been interesting if they did that? What do you think it was? Well. I've, I, now, I've seen the movie, and I'll tell you what it was uh after you Oh, I thought I, you were saying what what was it that made them not want to know? No. And I was going to say as we saw with but I'm a cheerleader. Right. Which another think, partial sentence film. Which I think did have the dots and which people did go which see. Which did have the dots and people in droves went to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that dots it's a shape we all know, it means something or other. And that is so inviting. Yeah. And so we can use these kinds of numbers to learn more about movies, whether we're trying to learn how much money or whether to put a certain character, maybe it's an ogre with a club in, and the answer is no, thank you. Um, We really are able to make a science Mm. out of movies. Now, you were going to tell me what happened because of Well, I was going to have you guess. Just what the continuation of the, the sentence is. Oh, because of when Dixie, uh, we're all having fun and laughing. That's very, yes, that's very close. That's, that's what I thought it was. It actually is on both ends. That's the middle of a sentence. And it's, I don't have my homework. It was ruined because of when Dixie eating it. And that happens when you see the movie. <laughs> That's a really <laughs> That's a really big part of the movie. Is the dog eating the homework? Mhm. That's in sort of the beginning part where it's not as fun as some of the later stuff. Boy, wow. I mean, I hate for this segment to be over this fast. Do we have any other 
statistics that hinge entirely on the audience's familiarity with Because of Winn-Dixie. <laughs> I don't want to use too many examples of other films just because I don't want to cast such a wide net. Yeah. But I wonder if we could really zero in on Because of Winn-Dixie and come up with a couple more statistics just about that. Do we have any? Do we We're have not- time for that code? Sure. Engineer code, man? I uh, I guess, yeah. Well, engineer code man's tell me we don't have time. <laughs> so let's move on up to the guest. Hey, Zoo, we got. We have a great guest today. Lauren Lapkus is here, star of Jurassic World, the movie. And it's coming right up. She's going to talk about that. And she's going to answer some questions from the popcorn gallery on Hollywood Handbook. So we're running and laughing and running and laughing yeah. and our bag lunches are soaked through oh. and the apples and sandwiches are falling everywhere yeah. and that uh, hamburger sandwich soaked and falls on the ground and oh. we just run to bang on the nearest door for shelter because it's the thunderstorm and who do you think answers the door? I don't know. Well, it was Elvira. And so some this of my... Story has taken, this story started very happy. Well, but it has taken a well, and a, in a, a the story. Turn. Well, in the story, I started very happy because you know it was fun running through the rain, but I don't want to get soaked to my bones and yeah. catch a cold. So, of course, we go to knock on a door, and and then some of my friends, George Lopez, and some of my other friends, Jeff Foxworthy, and some of my friends that were with me all want to go inside, and mm-hmm. I say, I'm not going in that spooky house. So I stayed out on the porch. Okay. It took another it took a turn back into a safe direction. Well, and the porch scared me too and I had to hoof it home. And so ultimately I wind up hoofing it home and I don't know what happened to them, but I noticed that there's no more George Lopez show and is he trapped in her basement or something? Hey, welcome to Hollywood Hi, Handbook. Welcome it's to Hollywood guys Handbook. are kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet line back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Boy, oh boy, we got a real fucking corker of a guest We're today. We're so happy and we do true corker. And it's Lauren Lapkiss. Hi. And you know her. Out of the gate. Hi. <laughs> Just, Just coming straight smashing. with Smashing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she's a real pro. And you know her from Are You There, Chelsea? Are Throwback. You There, Chelsea? Throwback. From Orange is the New Black is the New Hotness. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. from the upcoming Jurassic World. From Jurassic World. Yeah. Now... Do you want to give us some spoilers? I'm told you are. Yeah. You, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm told that you are actually cleared to tell us what happens in the movie. Yeah, I am. Um, I just decided I was. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's really funny because the story you were telling is, mm. like, really similar to one of the plot points. And oh. I'm wondering if maybe you were hanging out with the writers when you were running around that night. But we all have a lot of hamburger George, sandwiches George that Lopez get wet. Wrote it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if that's true, then yeah, he was there. Yeah, so, you know, and he steals okay. material, I've heard, so. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but the hamburger sandwiches get wet, and you don't eat them, do you? The dinosaurs eat them. Mm. Spoiler. They'll eat, they don't know anything. They'll eat absolutely anything. They'll eat a, a wet human. Well, and that brings me to my first and probably most important question about it. Is dinosaurs as scary as real monsters? They is only because they're, they was real. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And so monsters, for me, not real. Dinosaurs, real, could come back. 
But some of those other monsters you say, no, maybe they are not real, but you could make them. Yeah. Someone could. Yeah. They if better We not. don't want to say the name of the one person who did, but that person, were he to ever get out of jail, he could make another creation. O.J. Simpson. Yes. We don't, well, we don't. Well, Sorry, that's we weren't going to say Because that glove was too small for him, and he had pretty big hands. So what? Yeah. What? So is, what? Monster. Now he had big hands, but that glove was too small. But the glove was small. Yeah. But it fit a monster hand. Exactly. Like well, because if you I'm notice, not saying anything. it doesn't just not fit because it's too small, but it's almost claw-like kind of and has an extra finger. It's bloody and crusted yeah. mm-hmm. in the shape of a claw. Mm-hmm. And that's I always wondered why they weren't. Just looking for that type of claw hand with an extra finger be, because that seemed more strange about the glove. If you had a lineup of guys and one of them had a claw hand, you got your guy. I think so, yes. And so in whatever he built and wherever it's being held, Cato. Now, do you think he's guilty? Ooh, of which? Regardless of the glove? Of which? Of Making the memorabilia stuff? I think that's his. He's guilty of playing God. Yeah, deciding when people should die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and how big, of a, <laughs> and how how big of a monster yes. to make. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and and I do think he's innocent in terms of that memorabilia stuff because if yeah. you bring home the hardware, that's yours for life, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was making shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what that's bringing home the hardware. Yeah, he had brought home the hardware. He had, yeah. Now. Are you going to bring home the hardware for this new movie? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. That's what we'll just have to wait and see. Long overdue. Can I ask you a question about the first movie? Yeah, I know everything about all of them. The girl. Yeah. The little girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Were she and the other kids supposed to be, like, were they supposed to be fucking? They were supposed to have what you would later learn was a romance when they're grown-ups, but they have a glimmer of it between brother and sister as children. See, because you watch it and it is so weird. Yeah. The energy is so strange. The electricity between them in the back of the When Jeep. they're hiding in the kitchen, I thought they were going to have sex and then I was really surprised. And I thought it, that when I first saw it. it. Well, to put them in an environment like that with the mixing bowls around well, that's and like all this sort of so sexy. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes, to me, it's very clear that that was the filmmaker's intention. And I just wonder, is he bringing that to it or is that actually part of the original story? It's We're going to cover it in the new movie. Spoiler. But those siblings will be there having sex in the new film. Are you the grown-up version of Uh, one of the siblings? I'm her subconscious. Uh, I'm not supposed to say that. uh, Are you the one that says, like— I want to do this. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. And then who's and who's playing the other, the sort of little angel who's being like, no, that's naughty. They're going to CGI that in later, and it's going to be a cartoon. Oh, yeah. But yeah. who's doing that voice? Oh, uh, I think it's Billy Eichner. Okay. That <laughs> that's really could be good. funny. Yeah. Are there dinosaurs in this movie? I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're adding them or if. If they'll be there, or if I missed it, if I wasn't paying attention, mm. so they it's might hard bail to know. on that. If it's me, bail on that. Because yeah. what's really interesting in the other movies <laughs> is the people. Well, yes. that's what I'm saying. Because the relationships are what's interesting, and the dinosaurs 
sure they're scary, they're a plot point, but to me, it's a waste. But you can't have a relationship with a dinosaur. Like, no. what if The Notebook had a dinosaur in it? That'd be a bad movie. Like, why don't they know that? Well, mm-hmm. number one, it's distracting. Number two, yeah. you can't have a relationship with it, as I said, because the scales are too hard. And not to get graphic, but you can't actually penetrate that. Mm-hmm. Well, you can penetrate its hole. Mm, I'm not with a not with a fleshy. Sean reads a lot of science books. Oh, I'm actually very. And this is actually into this is a point of specific expertise for you. Yes, interspecies lovemaking has always been um, and inter- a fascination, and, but not species. No species that lived simultaneously on no, Earth. No, 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 no. I'm not a pervert. I'm more. Uh, <laughs> So what are you into, like griffins and cats, or what? what's good for you? Mm, you, uh, you right out of the gate, you've <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Yes, griffins and cats is probably the number one thing for me. Because griffins have some cat blood in them. Yeah, they yes. do. It's actually, that one's fairly simple. Mm-hmm, that one works. A chimera and a pegasus. A dodo bird and uh, a small it's, human baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's often people and then something Sometimes that's extinct. It's, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes so. you'll go, you'll tell it, and you'll say, like, an extinct animal, and then you'll say, like, a person, I don't know, say meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, just as a baseline. It's an easy example. Well, like, yes. all of your drawings, I've noticed, are you with the animal. Mm, like, when you're just showing a chart of my how. my drawings? <laughs> you know, it may be just because it's easy to draw me. I just feel like I have a very drawable feature. Well, you look like a stick which, figure. About, which, to the forums, can we get some more drawings of me? Yes, we have a few, but it would be always great to have a lot it's more. It's so easy to do. I'm doing it a couple times a day <laughs> and throwing in, you know. Can plant. someone draw me riding a griffin? Okay, let's get Lauren Lapkus riding a griffin. And then maybe I'm... Uh, Hoisting them up on my shoulders like they won the big game. Is the funniest thing, That's though. Easy. We've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But is there anything funnier than, like, the ads now when it's, like, somebody riding a dragon? Oh, or, like, a freaking a I love that. <laughs> so, R-A-N-D-O, rando. I love rando shit. Yes. Yes. And, and like, something pooping rainbows out of its butt. Or, like, 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 when the... This is like a throwback, but like when the old Spice guy yes. had a uh, horse body, I was like, <laughs> I don't feel like it's real. Like, why would that even, it's like, what does that do with deodorant? I'm like, dude, I want to <laughs> laugh, but I don't want to know why I'm laughing. Right? I mean, that's honestly how I feel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, this movie, wasn't it a book? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, there was Jurassic Park, the book. Mm-hmm. There was Lost World, the book. Mm-hmm. There was the third one, the book. Yeah. And then there was this one, which was, was the book. Yeah. That was the title? This one was called This, this one, one the book. Was, this one, the book. Yeah. And so that one, and when I read this one, the book, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. So when yeah. I had the opportunity to be in the film, I thought, I'll be in it. Mm-hmm. And then- now I'm a little worried because people love the book. And yes. they're like, are they going to love the film? Because the book is, it's the book. You know what I'm saying? And what a danger in our industry because 
a lot of times books has good stories that mm-hmm. can be movies. But don't you sometimes feel like the book was better? I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here and yeah. say that almost every time a book was before a movie, the book was better. Well, because it's the same – It's this. You, you've already seen the book and now it's the same idea again and it's like I already read that. I already watched that book. Yeah. And you don't have as much time in the movie. Well, so in a book. To, to draw out the characters. In a book, you could read it every night for two months. With a movie, you're going to watch it in two hours. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just me, but – Probably it's watch li- it at once. It's okay. living with these characters. And in the yeah. in, in the book, you can imagine it be anyone you want. Yeah. And in the movie, it's Josh Duhamel. It always is. Let's do a segment that we like to do with our guests pretty frequently called, "Yeah, uh, the book was better. And it's where we just talk about a movie that was book first. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of like we talk about how much we liked the book because we all read a lot. Yeah. Are we doing it now? Yeah, so I'll give one of you guys a a movie that was a book. Mm-hmm. We could all talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we can start with the most obvious one, I guess, Mars Needs Moms. Yeah. yeah, and when I read that, I was enthralled. And so when I saw the movies coming out, I was like, I'm going to that film. What I didn't like was I felt like in the movie they didn't touch on the fact that Mars needs dads. And in the book they got into that a lot more. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And the book being about Mars Blackman, Mars Blackman is not in – is not in the – it's not in the movie at all. No. Well, that's one of the things with the book. You don't have to work around somebody's shooting schedule and get their availability. You can just write them on the page and that's just there. Right. And so in the book where Mars Blackman – is like he needs mom. He wants to date them. Yeah, yeah. But in this book, it's about a whole planet, and it's a, and it's a more specific type of mom that Mars Blackman's trying to date, and it is a milf, and he's hunting for them in well, like yeah. a van. Okay. Can you speak on Mars Blackman? Yeah, um, I'll just speak on that. I feel what does like he mean to you? For me, he was like. He was like um, someone who really saved me during a lot of dark times. Oh, okay. And I would always look to him and his work. What was <laughs> it? What was it about his work that really saved you? No, we're talking about the basketball player. Hmm. In a sense. Okay. So when I would watch him dunk, I'd feel great. He's he is affiliated with basketball. That that is correct. Well, you must mean the shoes that he sold other people were dunking in. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Sean, what about you? Mars Blackman? Yeah. You want me to speak on it? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, he was, yes. I mean, as you know, Lauren so eloquently pointed out, he was selling shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I did point that out. And I almost think, and he was a uh, wrestler. Okay, so yeah. you do know who Mars Blackman was. I, th- I thought for a second that you guys didn't know who Mars Blackman was. What do you mean? But now it does seem like Hayes, you do. could you speak on it just because I feel like we're so far in sort of inside baseball in the terms that Lauren and I use that maybe you could explain it to the listener. Who yeah, you guys or. obviously already know that Mars Blackman was a character played by Spike Lee in a very famous series of Nike commercials. Right. Mm, yeah. And that's what I was talking about. And that about. saved your 
That saved you many times. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I just had a lot of depression. And so when I would see those commercials uh, and I would record them on a VHS and watch them over again, I would just realize that anything was possible and that I should follow my dreams. Yeah, and it, and truly, and to agree with Mars, it it must be those shoes, and it's and That's it's right. Well, I feel and, like he said, "You gotta have them all." Yes, gotta catch them all. Yeah, and I and so I remember this, and I think that maybe the reason I brought wrestling, you know, is that. The NBA is a little like the WWF more and more. It's all fake. Yes. <laughs> and it's all pageantry and total divas. Your eyes are turning red. Well, I'm furious and I've been drinking too much beet juice. And my doctor says, lay off the beet juice. Can I ask you guys another, about another book? Yeah, please. Okay. I a book that I loved growing up was mm. Ernest Goes to Jail. Yeah. Now when they made it a movie, I didn't like it as much. I didn't think it was gonna work. And yeah. getting into the theater, I remember being excited, but also mm-hmm. feeling a little sick. Because what if they ruined this character I love and this story where he's going to jail? And in the movie he's like he's like dumb. In right the in the book, yes, he's a savant. I, he's yes. like a dumb guy in the movie, but they—I I don't know. I guess they didn't want to make him like a like yeah, like a autistic savant. Like yeah. he is. Like he well, is in the movie, he's going cards. to jail to solve yeah. you know to solve. Uh, I'm sorry. In the book, he's going to jail to solve math problems. Right. They have yes. to lock him up because they're going to take too long, and they're like, "We'll feed you. We'll keep, we'll just you stay here and do this." Yeah. But in the movie, he's not really doing that. He's kind of cracking wise, and I don't think he's even in on the joke. Yeah, which was weird. It was to me, and he's um, Vern is part of the movie and the book. But I thought Vern in the book just jumped off the page. Yeah, uh-huh. and in the movie, he kind of just gets referenced. Right, and in the book, they're all Native American, yeah. and in the mm-hmm. film, mostly white. And I feel yeah. like that was. Unfair. Oh, welcome to Hollywood. And maybe that's your point. Yeah, and maybe that's my point. He's scared a lot in the movie too, which is kind of weird. Are you thinking of scared stupid? No, he's also scared of the jail one. In the jail one too. Is he never scared of the jail one? Am I misremembering that? Is he very brave the whole time? Well, otherwise, Ernest Scared Stupid wouldn't really be a very good title because you would have seen it already. When because he's, in he's jail. brave in all the other movies, and he's. And he's only scared in that one? When he's saving Christmas, I think uh, he's pretty brave. When he's goes going to, to camp, camp, he's pretty brave. Brave. pretty brave. When he goes to school, he's pretty brave, although he doesn't really know how to use a pencil. And when he does get scared, it's a nice lair. That one was more successful to me as an adaptation. Mm. Now, do you think a film like that could be made today and be accepted? Wow, because of uh, the character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Food for thought. <laughs> what about the character? Just his his lack of knowledge. Yeah, mm-hmm. and could people see that? Then do they? 
you know, relate? And can they, you know, know, know what, it, like, know what's going? Do they, do they know? Do they, do they like it? Do they love yes. it? Do they want? Do they gotta have it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. is that what it is? And that's what sells now. And that's my fear. Having knowledge. Yeah. People love a smart guy. They Taj love seeing Maori. knowledge. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why you see Taj everywhere and <laughs> all these movies that come out. <laughs> Did you guys read the whole nine yards? Yeah. What did you think about that? The difference between that movie and the and the and the book? Okay. Well, I don't want to get in a fight. I think the movie did it better. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why do you say oh, that? God. The book. You could only really picture. <laughs> Certain things that happened on the screen in the movie, yeah, that were very satisfying to see. In the book, and in the book, they do describe it. They say they call her Amanda Pete in the book, mm-hmm. and they, they describe it very vividly. The scene I think you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, for for me, could you tell me what that scene is? Well. It's a very necessary scene from a storytelling perspective because there is a young woman who needs to create a distraction of sorts. And yeah. uh, it's a pretty ingenious tactic she's uh, come up with in order to mm, capture the attention of uh, yeah. one of the male characters uh, for a period of time. I have the book right here. Do you want to read the passage from the book where they describe <clears throat> this scene happening? Mm-hmm. I wish you had dog-eared the page or something. You know, I have to flip through every You've page. You've your finger so many times to get through. <laughs> Aha. Here's the page. Well worn. Oh, you read that page a lot? I've read that page many times. My eyes have worn out the page from looking at it so much. <laughs> Hold it right there, Oz, said Jimmy the Rose. He stopped at the end of the long hallway and turned. He had his man. Pistol drawn, cocked, and ready to shoot it. Looked like this was the end of the line for Matthew Perry, er, um, Oz. <laughs> now, this is an interesting aspect of the book, that they do mention the characters' names, and they mention the actors, and they seem to, rather than deleting it when they've done one or the other, always kind of... Just press on. Yes. Yeah. Now, was that the one, the book version that came out after the film with the actors on the cover, or was that just before the film and they had the idea that they wanted... Those actors. The question for a greater mind than I, a question for the original Ernest, the one from the book, I think, because that takes smart. some deduction. <laughs> Anyhow, and he had his man. <clears throat> you're, you're toast. You're done in this town, Jimmy the Rose said to Oz. The whole plan we had with the – you're a dentist, so dental records are like a big part of it, sort of manipulating that to – that makes it a – you can fake somebody's death if you're a dentist because you can create their dental records uh, and then you just burn the house down. And and all the money, I'll get the money. I'll be on the boat at the end and, and we won't be friends. Was that all one sentence or was there a quote in there? That's a quote, yeah. Okay. And then – and. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, sweetheart. <laughs> now, this now, Jimmy the Rose turns, and what's he looking at? Uh-oh. 
It's Amanda Pete. She's got her pistol drawn, cocked, and ready to shoot. And what else has she got? Clothes-wise, not a lot. (laughs) I'll tell you what. She's not really wearing them, and uh, he's looking. So that that is uh, one of the best parts of that book. That was good. Did they change? Why do you think they changed from the book to the movie? Uh, they changed his name from Jimmy the Rose to Jimmy the Tulip. Uh, I think that they couldn't get the rights to that flower. It's just such an expensive flower. Yeah. It is one of the most expensive flowers. Yes. What did that movie mean to you, Lauren? Well, for me, like, I just always feel like everything takes so long and it's so far. And, like, for me, the whole nine yards was like, that's it, baby. The whole nine yards is a, is indicates brevity to you. No, it's a long way to go. Um, nine you, yards. <laughs> do you guys know where that expression originally came from? No. Well, a football field was initially only nine yards because people didn't have vitamins back then, so they were mm. much smaller, mm. and it was a very fall, long distance to run. Yeah. Yes, you'd fall asleep midway across the field, so nine yards was about the distance that people were, you know, more than ten times smaller than they are now. <laughs> mm. And fully in full size, they were ten times smaller, or just yes. And if okay. you've ever seen an old jacket, you could almost—it almost looks like the OJ's creature glove. I mean, that's the size of it. Wow. Cody, I wish I, I, wish I sa- lived then. Can I have the sound cable, please? Lauren, you say you wished you lived back then because I'd love the, to be the, tiny. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. But what I wish is... Speak on that. <laughs> well, I wish that I could be small and go in little places and, you know, be carried around by by my friends. That would open up a lot of roles, too, wouldn't it? Ugh, I'd be the on... The life of an actress, right? Ugh, I would for sure get cast on American Horror Story Freak Show yes. if I were ten times smaller than the average human. Can you name six or seven tiny places that you would go inside yes. if you were that small? My kitchen cabinet. Mm, okay, yeah. Uh, a toilet cover. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, the what, I, like, I'm sorry to stop you. Inside a toilet cover? Like the top where the water is. Oh, the tank? Is that? Yeah. Oh. And I'd, a toilet cover, yes. Uh, yes, okay, you know, you know. And I'd float okay. around in there as a tub. Yeah, because that water is actually clean. Fresh as the day is long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'd curl up inside a headphone. Mm. Oh, okay. I, what made you think of that? <laughs> you know what? I'll never know. Mm-hmm. And so I'll why ask. Um, and how many have I said? Oh, um, <laughs> only two. I think I that's three. I would go inside a mouse hole. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is what I was waiting for. Would you be friends with little animals? For sure. I'd ride them. Okay. <laughs> Is that being friends? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound very friendly. Well, yeah, and I'd go well, on a shoulder. Like you're a little more than friends. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know why you bring this out of me and Hayes. <laughs> I swear we kept this show clean for the past month. 
You guys are getting real dirty. Oh, it's the popcorn gallery. It's the song that means it's time to have our favorite segments, the popcorn gallery. Now we ask questions to one of our to one of our guests, and we don't we do not have any questions. No, we did not get them, and it wasn't for lack of trying. <laughs> no one wanted to ask me a question. You begged them. I didn't say that exactly. Uh, I just know that we usually do have questions. We could try. Do you want to try intern Andy? Yes. Let's call intern Andy and okay. see if he. Because he's is, a fan of the show as well. And well, he, he better likes, be a fan of mine. I want to be mortified. It's his job now to help out with the show. And he's, I think this qualifies uh, as helping out. Rob Reiner's son. And- cool. Remember, I should call him. Oh, okay. Okay, Cody's going to be helpful. 925-330-1310. Please feel free Please to call. Please leave that in the show. <laughs> he could get upwards of 50 phone calls. Cute ring. Which is a song Cody's working on. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Andy? Yeah. Andy, it's Hayes and Sean. And this is Sean hey, from Hollywood Sean. Handbook. Don't interrupt me. Can you... We just have a quick errand for you, okay? Yeah, absolutely. What's going on? Are you at home? Uh, yes. Okay. We have Lauren Lapkus here. I'm sorry. Now I'm curious. Are you uh-huh. are you unsafe in your home in some way? Is there someone who doesn't want you to tell us if you're at home? No, no, no. I'm I'm alone. I'm uh, everything. Yeah. I'm oh here. well, then that I'm really shouldn't have taken you that long. Go ahead. We Hayes, keep going. We have Lauren Lapkus here. We didn't get any questions for the popcorn gallery, so we just need you to come up with some good questions for her. We need you to get into the bag and uh, find the popcorn question. Please, yeah. please, please, please. Uh, please. Hi, uh, uh, should I say, uh, shit. Okay, um. You can say hi. Do I do? Hi, Lauren. Hi. Uh, I, I enjoy your work. Thank you. Uh, Phew. Should I do the sound of the, hated me. the bag? Mm, I guess we, we'll, yeah. We'll play it in studio. Well, we didn't do, uh, we didn't prepare the sound drop either. Honestly, this feels really bad to me. I've got an old sound drop from a different show. <laughs> And I'll just play that one, and maybe it'll fit. Okay. Oh, it's my favorite novel, Crank 2, High Voltage. Oh, well, that does kind of play into the theme of the that show, because we've been talking about book versions of movies we like. Yes. And how the book a lot of times is better. I had a sound thing I could throw in if you guys wanted on my phone here. That want. sounds great. You wanted to- It's a sound of... Something being pulled out of a popcorn bag, or is yeah. it something else? No, it is. Mm. Oh, that sounds great. Yes, thank okay. you. Let me just get it. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. See, I feel like that kind of worked. Mm. Well, that sounds like actually a really nice girl for Mark, the guy who does our sound drops. Yes, my friend Mark. From who Ice is that? Bros. Who does those sound drops for uh, you? Oh, that's a girl named Liz. That's Liz. Yeah. And what's your relationship with her? I just hire her from Craigslist to do sound jobs. Huh. That could be great for Mark. That sounds really good for him. No fuss, no muss. And that might improve 
The Some, drops that a little bit. The drops, which let's face it, have really fallen off a cliff. You still there, Andy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it's great. I'm getting like a live version of the show. Andy, you got any uh, uh, books you like that was also movies? Um, let me think. What was a good one? Um, the James Bond books. Those were all. Those became movies. Some of those are cool. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're speaking a different language there, hombre. Uh, why don't you go ahead and lay, lay, a, lay a hot question on uh, <coughs> Lady Lapkus. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um, here, here's something that, uh, like, do you and your significant other, do you ever do anything like, funny to like annoy each other like playfully like do any jokes like do you have any inside jokes with each other or anything yeah well we what we think is fun is we'll make each other we'll drop something and then we'll bend over and fart in each other's ear (laughs) over and over and over and over until someone poos (laughs) you'll do it to each other (laughs) back and forth so it's not like a it's not a prank. Well, because you at, no, it's a loving you know it's inside joke. Like once the first person does it, and the other person does it back, even twice. <laughs> I would think you now know and you have yeah. agreed to be in it. It's on. That is pretty inside. What is that like a reference to? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, a reference to Dumb and Dumber when that guy gets diarrhea in the bathroom. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, Andy, in a way, a- every fart is sort of a reference. <laughs> We're always that, referencing to that, that scene. Well, that was the original scene. fart. Yeah. Before that, we were all just tooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was when toots became farts. And Andy, <laughs> when you ask a pervert question, you get a pervert answer. And I just think the way you laid it out with the whole, like, you and your significant other in your home. It was, it was very, each other. very po- probing. The way you did it just kind of. It needed to feel invasive. And I think that's what it was. Just kind of like feeling, like massaging the question as you were asking it was was very disgusting. And so that's that's why you got the answer you did. Do you want to try one more time? Okay. Um, well, hang on. Liz got to go back into oh, the sure. bag. Uh, yeah. Does Liz have any more? <laughs> oh yeah, I have another one. Oh great. Yeah. It still has to be popcorn related. I have more of those. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cell phone get in this popcorn see that is the kind of stuff we used to have that we don't have anymore he's never pulling anything out of the popcorn bag anymore it's always well this time he did pull out that book but a lot of times it's not that it's it's very it's lazily referential to what just happened in the show Yeah, it feels like he's not trying well i got Mm. another old drop and maybe this will be an example of the kind of thing you were talking about (laughs) button yeah Vote Dukakis. Okay, well, See, that drop was good. maybe a little too old. That was really You old. know? Oh, okay. So at the time, oh, it wasn't so recent enough I to think be a it was, funny old reference. I think it was lazily referential at the time and just happened to be... Election night. Yes, it was November 2nd. That sounds like Mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Andy, do you have another question? Yeah. Uh, Lauren, do you like superhero movies? I don't really, um, due to the fact that I think they're boring. Uh, okay, all right, all right. She's having a joke on you. Go ahead, give him the real answer, Lord. I love them to death. 
If I could marry a superhero, I'd pick Batman, and I dream about that every night when I masturbate. You could be so rich. Yes. And live in that big, empty, haunted house. It's not haunted. <laughs> a little bat lives in it. And now, Andy, why are all your questions about Lauren significant others and like marrying somebody? It just feels like. <laughs> and you're masturbating as well. You're you dancing around something. You're yeah, why, did you about, tell, why did you make me talk about that? What is the end game here? Yeah, what's the plan? I don't know. I'm just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm home alone. I'm just, I guess that's just maybe I'm, that's the mood I'm in Can right I now. Can I ask you a question? Thank you. Yeah, please. What's your favorite part of Home Alone, the movie? As you're um, living it like now the, in your house. With the part of the movie or? The part of the movie that you're living book. right now or which part of the book that you read before. I like the part where uh, he goes, Buzz, your girlfriend. Would. And more girl stuff. You're horny. Yeah, it's all it's girlfriends and relationships. The today, and I don't want to be vulgar, but I would ask that you sort of exercise these demons before you get on the phone with us and whatever that means for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, when you see the phone ring with us on it, just kind of get started, get a head start. Because by the time we really get into the meat of this, we're going to need you to have that out of your system, so to speak. Can I ask Andy another okay. question? Yes. Please. Lauren's going to ask you another question, Andy. Now, okay. if you were pranking someone, what food would you, you use for the prank? Um, you know, like maybe like some pudding or something, like something that's like, you know, like jumping on the head. Let's see. Now, knowing that you're in a sexual mood and that and that this is something you associate with a sex act it is maybe no, uh, the most horrifying thing of all. It would normally be a very good answer because, yes, dump it on someone's head. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. And I'm picturing it's what? Like vanilla pudding? But no, that's the, so funny. Yeah. But I can't now enjoy that even without thinking about you. Now it's disgusting. Now you're <sighs> dumping vanilla pudding on someone's head. Yes, as sort of some sort of sexual act That's, for you. It's, I feel violated. And she asked oh, you the okay. question. And she asked you the question. She's a lady. <laughs> and you couldn't just answer with something normal? Banana peel? Okay, Andy, we're going to reach into the bag for one more question. And, okay. Uh, do you want to, like, does Liz have any other of stuff? Course. I mean, this is a great platform for yeah, her. Yeah, let, let her shine. A record the size of my head. Like a, that's no, good. I'd like to see her head because it, a record is normally bigger. But well, she said it like it was impressive a, that it would be that big. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she's like, it's the size of my head. Which she didn't makes sound like it's. I will big. say she didn't really say it like it was that impressive. Well, well am I the only one getting that? Back here's me what up you here, need to know. Man. I'll tell you something because you're you're a detective. Her head is twice the size of an average human head, which is ultimately twice the size of a record. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so it's a big record with double the song. These are jukebox records you're talking about? No, these are laser discs. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Records, I, records, well, records. I have to call them records, laser records. Yeah, that's what we call them. And mm-hmm. does Mark have any more? It's sort of a romantic dance these two are doing. I yeah. don't want to stop the flow of it. <laughs> Ooh, a micro machine the size of a car. 
Well, now that would just be a car. No, it's not a micro machine. A micro machine's a mini car. But I will say, on the video you played, he held his fingers together like they were an inch apart. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, I think it's in the video going, in the video component of the sound drop, he was. I don't think anyone says the word micro machine without involuntarily holding their fingers. But if we're talking about a big car, that why would they show that it's small? I just think I literally think saying the words "micro machine," but in the act of pulling it out of the handshake. bag, which is what he was doing, he should have been holding his hands very far apart and been struggling with it if it were that big. So I think he might be confused about. Well, cars. can I tell you what I think happened? I think he reached clean through the bag, then held the bag up to his eye, almost like a spyglass, and he's looking out through the hole. And what he's seeing is a parking lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it looks tiny. So he thinks it's a micro machine. But he knows how big it is. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. He can't have been wrong the first time. We know that. <laughs> he was definitely right with the first thing he said. I mean, there's a theme to this show, which is I wish Ernest was here. Ernest, because I think he could solve this. God, he's smart. Mm, Andy. Andy. Yeah. Do you have another question? Yeah. Lauren, do you think that um, TV is better than movies now? Yeah, and here's why. For me, TV is shorter than movies. And for me, my schedule allows me to watch more TV than more movies in the same amount of time as it takes to watch a movie. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, I'd go ahead and say that a TV is better than a movie. And Andy, I want to say that we really appreciate you doing whatever you needed to do (laughs) in between the second and third question so that we could actually get some content that's usable in this episode. We gave you, I don't know if you noticed, we gave you a lot of time between... Yeah, I appreciate that. We intentionally used some sound drops that needed a little bit of uh, explaining. And uh, and there was a pronounced tonal shift mm-hmm. in your questions between the, the second one and the third one. The third one was very professional, Andy. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. I got my respect back. Lauren got her respect back. <laughs> so do you want to say thank you? Who, do you want to say thank you to our guest? Thank you so much, Lauren. It was very nice talking to you. You too, Andy. He's built it back up again. <laughs> That's fast. That's a fast trigger. That's a fast trigger. You could hear you could hear you could hear him in the pause when he said it was really nice. It you was could, really nice. And then he's like, it. What was nice about it? And then he goes, talking to you. And talking has never not meant talking so much as it did in this sentence. Oh my. You could hear him. Shuddering, basically, oh. with the semen flowing a back into true his into criminal. his balls. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. And Hayes, he's got you wound up now. Well, that was very technical. The way I describe it is purely technical. No, it's very, very scientific. Yes. Okay. Bye, Andy. Bye. 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 Okay, bye, guys. Thanks. Well. Well. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Lauren. Thank you. Why? So- that was great. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and um, sorry we didn't have um, we weren't prepared with more questions for you, but we did try very hard. And um, what, what you have any uh, stuff coming up that you'd like to to plug? Um, I'm going to be on Comedy Bang Bang on IFC this season. Okay, <laughs> and now so it's coming what, back what, now. Uh, we could. I mean, this is a good time to actually ask about the show. Yes, yes, yes. Because we've been exploring like. 
the podcast mm-hmm. and like people like the games. Yes. Yeah. And which I we've been down that road, so we don't necessarily need to talk we, about we it. We I mean, tried to do the, some of the games, some of games and like trying do. to figure out what the deal is with them and the riddles and like that sort of thing. You know about And this so stuff. you have tried to play some of the games that are on Comedy Bank. Well, it's a popular show. It's a popular show. We'd love to do those numbers, and, but we don't want to have to get down in the gutter to do it. Right. And is this what people like? Is like, you know, we're we're just trying to reverse engineer it to see like what is the We'd like to understand thing. yes, yeah. what's happening. People need games. They relate and they can play along and it's fun. Okay. They can't play along to the games yes. that we've heard mentioned. Talk over them, you're playing along. Okay. And that must be what all So the... you need to be making something where the intent is not that anyone listens, but just that it sort of kickstarts right. a conversation <laughs> among the people. Yeah. And uh, and so on the show, are they still doing is it like the same stuff with like... On the TV show? Yeah. 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 They're yeah. doing the games and like... No games. Okay. They okay. do sketches and then they talk to people on the couch. And I, I'm going to be it's a couple guy. characters. It's the same. It's the guy. It's that guy, Scott Ackerman. Yeah. 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 Ackerman. Yeah. Right. Scott Ackerman. Yeah. Sketch Ackerman. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is he doing like a different thing, or is it like the same? Like it's just me. Usually he'll be himself, or he'll be himself in a costume. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And people like this. And they like this. Yeah. We can't do the costume thing here. No. On the podcast, he doesn't wear a costume. Yeah. Well. Okay. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like. Yeah. It's just been a long road of. It's upsetting kinda, for you. Kinda, I I wouldn't say upsetting because I don't care enough that it could right. actually upset me. Yeah, but I would. But it's say interesting that it's been to confusing. see like what yes, what people are interested in is like from a scientific perspective, like how is this happening? So what yeah. you need, and I'll tell you now, yeah, is to just do your whole show like their show, and that that is an interesting idea. But it's like just steal that and do that. There's like a you have to choke a little back to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'd say just copy it. I don't know how he does it, to be honest. He, I mm. will say, he hates uh, his the whole experience from top to bottom with the TV show and the podcast. He's very, very upset the whole time. Oh, I don't doubt it. Mm. Yeah, and he's just texting, and he's not a part of it. Really, seems a, yeah. seems like a bright guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so well, good luck with that. I mean, we're yeah. good for you. We're I already did you. it. I got paid. So okay. Nice. And you know, that's the end game. Crass. Nope. Well, again, thanks for... It's all about making a buck. (laughs) So thanks for coming on the show. And uh, And will I be getting a paycheck for this? And everybody rate us on iTunes. And and please do like us on Facebook. I signed a contract here, but I didn't see the information for my fee. And And the mission remains by by May 2015. We want to be the second least popular podcast on Earwolf. It's $2,000 every time I go on. So please do convince your friends or trick them or do anything you have to do, whether it's, I don't care if it's real or not that we look more popular. I just want it to happen. And I would say as of right now, we were not, we are not on pace to meet that. You said May, 2015. Yes. Yes. And so we're going to need quite a significant uptake to become uptick to become the least popular, po- second Very least popular podcast yes. on Earwolf by that point. Uh, just, so honestly, none of us are going to go until you guys write me a check. Thanks for uh, buying the pro version. Uh, who uh, who did it? Uh, <laughs> who who bought the pro version this mm-hmm. week? And, 
I think uh, Zinja. Is that how you think you pronounce it? Z S I N J E H. Zinja. Zinja by the pro version this week. And his prize is uh, he's going to get to be a producer for what, like a once in a lifetime opportunity to be a producer on a podcast. Cool. Mm-hmm. And all that that involves is like, you know, when you're a producer, uh, you make yeah, arrangements. The technical aspects, technical aspects of some aspects, of the like compensating, business dealings. Compensating and, oh, the guests. Okay. And where he's going to get Lauren's contact info. So and I'll the contact two of them. him. Yes. And yeah. Ginger is on <laughs> it. And the two of you will work that out, hammer out Great. the details. That'd be that. perfect. Bye. 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 <laughs> this has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom.com. <laughs> The Wolf Dead. That was a headgum podcast.